Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey. Awesome, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, boys, girls, and in-betweeners, it's that time again. It is, uh, wow, 4.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your host, Michael, Gamers with Controllers. We have a new person to add on to the roster of people that I talk to, Mr. Jose Betancourt. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it, man. Oh, absolutely. I've been a big fan of yours. I've actually followed you way back in the day in Facebook and just, oh, you know, cool. see your family grow and your pictures that you take and uh, some of your um, collectibles that you have, which to this day, my wife still gives me shit for. <laughs> Why do grown men play with, with, what was her word that made me almost flip my shit? <laughs> No, baby, they're not dolls. They're action figures. <laughs> Look, I know. my Look. wife. Will, my wife says that I use the excuse that uh, that I use my son as, as an excuse now. Oh no, I've seen your son grow up throughout the years, man. I mean, that sounds a little creepy, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's one hell of a swimmer. That yeah. I give up. Thank and you. I Thank think, you. I think he does po water polo also, right? Yeah. For yeah. Water polo. Man. Um. Uh, chorus he sings he, he yep, draws saw that. He, he's quite the talented person uh he must Thank get you, it from man. both cameras. Mo uh is, is he is he a photographer also i don't know if he if he got bit by the shutter bug he he will take a lot with his phone and then he'll he'll also record movies um well yeah. he, he was recording movies making his own movies from from the get-go but i tried to give him a camera he didn't want to use it he'd rather use his phone so, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me guess. Is he an iPhone lover? Does he love his iPhone, or is he Android? <laughs> well, he actually uses iPhone. He he had he and I had the Note, and he absolutely loved it. And then when we bought the Note Seven, the famous explosive yeah. phone, explosive phone. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to give that up at all. But one day oh, it started heating up, and he was like, "All right, I got no choice." Yeah. I, I've actually suffered a loss of really good pants to the Note Seven, and uh, <laughs> I, it was it was it was actually a funny story. Uh, me and my friends were at a local hole in the wall, and we're drinking and we're smoking hookah, and I was like, "Who who's who's burning bacon?" And they're like, "They're like bacon." I was like, "You don't smell bacon?" And all of a sudden, I looked down, and the flames, blue flames shooting out of my pocket through wow, my. Dude. So, you know, I, when I was younger, I, I used to work as a chemist. I was actually, uh, I was a chemist for a cosmeceutical company called Sanmar Labs. And that's in New York. That's in Westchester. Westchester. Wow. And uh, long and behold, people, uh, Bath and Body Works products, you know, it's made in the heartland. The heartland is yeah. Elmsford, New York, which is 20 <laughs> miles away from New York City. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's uh, Yonkers. Yeah, uh, well, not Westchester. Yep, north of Yonkers. Yes, sir. And right up, right up the Sawmill Parkway off of uh, Dobbs Ferry, just past Dobbs Ferry. Yep, uh, I used to work at a car dealership right there. Oh, wow. Subaru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a small world. I, <laughs> I actually used to live not too far from the exit off of, uh, God, what was the name of that? The Springbrook Parkway. Oh, okay. 287 to Elmsford. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Z. So, 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I heard the tapping Z's no longer. I'm a transplant to Florida. I've been down here for the better part of a decade. <laughs> oh, okay. All oh. right. Yeah, it's it's um the only thing new with that is just more traffic. Yeah, I believe no matter what time you leave. I, I believe it. My buddies are all like making the move slowly but surely. I've I put that little bug in the ear. I'm like, come to Florida. Yeah, we have Florida, <laughs> man, but we don't have any state taxes. You want to keep your money, don't you? you know? where, where, which part of Florida? I'm in uh, northern Florida, so I'm just, I'm 20 miles south of Jacksonville. So I'm in the okay. St. Augustine area, which is, uh, for a lesser, better explanation of where I live, it's like living in um, Greenwich Village. That's just the, Oh, sweet. Yeah, I mean, you got an eclectic group of people. You got, instead of homeless people we have homeless people but we also have people that dress up as pirates because <laughs> we have a pirate thing in in st augustine like an actual oh, wow. pirate community it it blows it blows <laughs> my mind <laughs> it wouldn't be florida without some pirates I, that's for sure <laughs> yeah, pirates in florida man you know it's like uh a buddy is that near Ebor, Ebor City? No. Nope. Is, is that around there? Ebor is in Tampa, which is about three oh, hours okay. west. You go to Ebor when and when you want to stare at college kids, you know, or or get <laughs> drunk on a super cheap. Jacksonville is yep. quite the the quiet area. I mean, the only thing that we oh okay, only thing in Jacksonville. I mean, the only real tragedy we had in Jacksonville would be that mass shooting at that uh, pizza bar. Yeah, the nightclub. Yeah, pizza barcade that that was down there. Um, wow. Good luck. Have fun. And the dude just lost his shit, shot up the place. You know, the next thing you know, it's, oh, what could we have done differently? Um, nothing. The guy was a fucking loony. The only thing you should have had was armed guards. Exactly. But exactly. Yeah. You know, so are, are you, what's your, what's your take on, I mean, because being a New Yorker, are, are you in Queens or? In the Bronx. Yeah, I'm in Queens. Yep. Okay. From the Bronx, but now I live in Queens. Okay, so you you know how crazy New York State gun laws are when it comes to like handguns and that yep. nature. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so strict, man. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, the only time I've heard <laughs> is when Flaxo Burgess shot himself in the leg. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Giants fan, and that freaking yeah, that hurt. destroyed that season. That hurt my feelings. Yeah, killed us. You know, because I'm <laughs> catching ships from people who are Jets fans, like, hey. I heard uh, your guy got <laughs> shot in the leg, and I'm sitting here like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, we were ten and zero, man. That that we started off ten and zero, and then it all went downhill from there. Yeah, that was I thought was just from from then on. I was like, okay, we moved. The first thing I did when I got down here is, uh, where's your nearest gun store? And then they're like, <laughs> oh, it's right down here. I was like, oh wow, right down the street from where I live. Awesome, you know. And then. <laughs> Bought my gun, and then you know you go to the DMV and you file some paperwork, and then you next thing you know you get your concealment license, so you can walk around with your gun. And now you have an air of tolerance for all the idiocracy that's around you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, rem I remember living in Florida for nearly four four years. Ooh, where? And whereabouts? In um, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay, I know where that's at. Yeah, I have, I have buddies of mine that are cops from from the Bronx. Oh, okay. That are cops down in Florida. Yeah, I met a lot of people in the Bronx. I mean, from New York. Yeah, yeah. That lived throughout Florida. Yep. But 
but the funny thing was, you talk about idiot idiots. There were, there were plenty over there where it was like, holy crap! Like people eating cereal and going 100 miles an hour and like hoopties and yeah, <laughs> it was like holy crap! Like things that because New York you have your fair share of idiots, but in Florida it's next level. It's so huge, yeah. It's huge because you see it from afar. So that's the only positive. Yeah. At least at least when we were there. Yeah, it's gotten a little bit better. I mean, there's my secret. What I'm trying to, to deduce is where did all the Floridians go? I'm trying to figure that out. I'm thinking either Texas or Utah or somewhere <laughs> where the people just don't know what's popping. But then you, yeah, you yeah. got Joe Rogan giving up the secret of where to move. And, you know, because, you know, Joe Rogan's moving to uh, where the hell is he? I know, I know he's leaving Cali. Yeah. I don't know exactly where, though. He's going to Austin, Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there was like a report that that was like the hotspot or, or Texas was the hotspot. And like literally, I guess. But yeah, Austin, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know it was Austin. Austin, yeah. Uh, and the people that gave up his location were his buddies, uh, Burt Kreiser. <laughs> And Tom Segura, they, they didn't know they should should have said it. They're like, uh, do the people? I don't think they know. Should we should we edit this? But they weren't editing out their podcast. And I was like, oh god, that's just too. <laughs> then, then Joe gets on his podcast and he says, yes, I'm moving. I'm moving to Texas because it's just it's a slower pace, and I don't have to worry about not being able to shoot people that try to rob me or or my house. Wow. Because wow. in California, I mean, it's it's crazy out there between the gun laws, the rioting, the lack of police presence because, you know, politics in general, no, pass, hard pass. You know, I don't know how anyone lives lives out there, you know? And more respect to you. You live in New York and they're just bleeding their paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> State, local, federal. Uh it's 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 bad, man. And and especially like the middle class yeah which is where we fall and it seems like no matter where you go we're the ones getting screwed the most but in new york mm -hmm. there's like really no in between like either and i'm from the bronx i grew up on welfare so if you're part of the system you get benefits and if you're part of the upper echelon you're definitely getting yeah, benefits and if you're the working uh you know man or, or woman you're the one carrying the brunt of the responsibilities yeah my one's getting the taxes all the new regulations yeah it's it's, it's pretty ridiculous honestly I, I grew up in parkchester for the better part of uh let's see uh we moved to the suburbs when i was 17 but i okay so i lived in new york in the bronx for 17 years um my parents, after 9-11, they said, fuck New York. They moved upstate and they bought a house in Westchester. Uh, wow. And it was crazy because you, you're familiar with New York. So you know where the Kensico Dam is at, right? Yes. Okay. My parents lived at the bottom of the Kensico Dam because Elmsford Falls, oh, wow. literally two exits south of the dam. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you, we've moved from... Yes, we moved from the projects of, of the Bronx to a really nice house in a really nice neighborhood. But we're at the bottom of a fucking dam. Don't think <laughs> this is like a, you know, like I, I'm no terrorist, but if I had a plane 
and I saw a dam. I, yep. <laughs> you know, just think of all the damage. And then my parents are like, fuck, you're right. All right, fuck it. We're going to buy a house in Florida. And that was it. They just, they sold their house. They moved to Florida. And then I followed shortly after, I, I want to say it was like five years. And I moved down to Florida as well. I, 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 I moved out of my apartment in Terrytown that I was paying $1,800 a month for a 800, 900 square foot apartment. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, early 2000s. And moved to Florida, and I rented for a better part of four years, renting a literal house for $700 a month. Talking <laughs> 1,400 square feet, garage, everything. 700 bucks a month. I'm like, oh my God, I should have done this way sooner. And then it was, hey, why don't you go buy a house? You're going to live here forever, aren't you? And sure. <laughs> Bought a house and my rent is still cheaper than what I paid. My mortgage is still cheaper than what I paid in rent in New York. So yeah. I, I'm trying to get all my friends to move, but you know, they're just, they're, they're New Yorkers through and through. They will not move to save their lives. They'll, they'll move out of, they'll work out of state, but live in New York, but you know, they won't, yeah, they, they won't make that all. jump. Yeah. They won't want to leave. Shout out to Mr. Supervisor Fox for those who listen in on the podcast. I know you're listening, Brandon, I'm talking to you. You need to move. <laughs> yeah. So, that, yeah, we're we're in the same situation where my wife and I we want to move once my son goes to college. Yeah. At the end of this month, uh, even though he'll be back in November, because once he goes home for the holidays, he can't go mm -hmm. back. So that's how strict they are with the regulations. Oh wow! So we're hoping that by year three. My wife and I can move out the country. That's what we're looking to do. Where, where are you looking to go? Barcelona's first choice. Nice. And then, and then Rome. Like we went to. Yeah, both. I've seen you vacation out there. I've seen your picture. Did, did you vacation out there? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a. You know the thing is, when we when we're here in the United States, like you and I, we're we're, uh, we're born and raised here. Yeah, and it isn't until you travel like when I when I used to travel on vacation, go to Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic, uh, especially when I was younger, I didn't appreciate travel. what I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And then when my wife was like, hey, we're going to go to Barcelona. I was like, I really don't want to travel by like the third day. I'm already I'm ready to go home. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what, freak it, you know, let's go, let's try something. Of course, yep. I had, you know, the camera, and I was like, freak it, it'll be good to take photos of a different country. Absolutely. And then when I saw like the quality of life over there, I was it's like, different. wow, this is this is really good. And and you know, uh, and it was funny because I, I work on the elevators, and there was literally Schindler Elevators, uh, an office headquarters right across the street from the hotel, so joking around i was like i should just go apply and why not you got the skill set i was i was gonna put that in your intro i was gonna call you a master lift mechanic <laughs> he's a hydraulic specialist <laughs> and in your pictures that you show me when uh on your facebook you show everyone on facebook it's like yeah look what i found some some homeless guy lives up here look looking bag piss bottle i'm like jesus christ that takes me back to the days when me and my friends used to roof 
rooftop yep. jump from you know, <laughs> apartment complex to apartment complex. I uh, know people don't, and elevator jumping was like a, a hot thing. Thankfully, oh, yeah. it's not God. today, but yeah, subway surfing, <laughs> train surfing, all that crazy uh, stuff. Oh, but you can curse is, on the podcast. Don't worry about it. You can be. <laughs> It's my, my warning. Oh, okay. Nice. Because, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. from the Bronx. So, I mean, it's like second nature. Absolutely. I'm the same way. But my job used to hate when I would post, like, pictures from, like, the motor rooms and stuff. <laughs> Look how filthy this fucking place is. Yeah, they're like, yo, stop posting pictures. I'm like, what? Ooh, That's an OSHA violation. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, maybe you guys will clean it, you know? But, uh, yeah, so, so once we went to Barcelona saw the quality of life and then we met uh, a guy who happened to be doing his laundry at the same time we were and he's from washington and he was like yeah my wife and i were going to move here we had our kids here we we picked out a school but then there was a terrorist attack and so the school happened to be named american school and so his wife was scared that they would target that right and so they decided to stay in the states and then he's like unfortunately i got the divorce so I come here twice. He, no, actually, he goes every year, but for two months, basically the whole summer. Right. He goes to Barcelona. He goes. I rent a room for a day, and then I travel and I walk to. I walk. He goes. He walks everywhere, and then he he will take the train to like a different part of Spain or a different part of Europe. He he goes. I, eventually, when I retire, I'm living here. So oh, we were like, wow. wow, you like it that freaking much? He goes, yep. So then. We went to Rome, and, I, and then the kick hit. It hit me. I was like, you know what? In my opinion, quality of life is more important to me right now in my in my yeah. late forties. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that's the things we got to learn as we get older. But oh yeah, <laughs> but Absolutely. it's never too late to learn. I I was um oh shit how old was I? I was ten years old the first time I traveled abroad. I I'm um part Puerto Rican, part Filipino. My dad oh, and wow. mom in, in uh, on his way to Vietnam, and so, so you so you and my son have the the, the Filipino, Filipino thing. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. they call him his nickname is Justino the Portopino. The Portopino. <laughs> so oh uh, that's god, <laughs> I have um uh my friends in the Bronx. All right, so where about in the Bronx did you grow up? Burnside Avenue. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the local high schools and things of that nature, like St. Yeah. Raymond's, PS-127, mm -hmm. Mount St. Michael. Yep. So, <laughs> I went to Mount and the people I associated with, when they found out that I was Filipino-Puerto Rican, they're like, oh, yeah, you're a Flipper Rican. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, it's bad enough that we go to an Irish-Italian predominant school. Now, like the minorities are the Irish and Italian because now it's like more Puerto Rican, more black, yeah, yep. more integral because, you know, that's how they do. And, yep. <laughs> and even your own peers come up with the most fucked up racist things. And that just made us thicker. <laughs> like we, we had such thick skin that nothing faced us, you know, and that I, I think I thank God my parents sent me to an all boy prep school just because yeah. they're like, yeah, we're not sending you to no. <laughs> you still there? Oh. Okay, there you go. Okay. Uh, I went from St. Raymond's Elementary to Mount St. Michael's All-Boy Prep School. 
And it kind of fucking sucked because it was like an hour and a half commute by bus and a 25 minute commute by train, but they would never give me a train pass. So I had to fucking suck it up and take like four buses. Oh man. You know? And then when you map it out on Google Maps, you're like, wait a minute, my school is only fucking eight miles away? Jesus Christ, I could have gotten a bicycle and rode that shit, you know? Yeah, that's no joke, man. Holy crap. Yeah, you know? And, uh, you know, shout out to Cardinal Spellman High School and the Edenwall Projects across the street, which... Uh, oh, damn. Many soft kids get hard real quick. Yep. You know? And uh, there's a funny story to attach to that. Uh, me and my buddy were on the 30, I think it was the 31. Yeah, it was the BX31. And we're going, this is, my buddy was two years ahead of me. So I was a freshman, he was a junior. And he kind of took me under his wing. And uh, we were on the bus. And mind you, this guy is 6'8", lanky, looks like a fucking nerd, super nerd looking. But <laughs> he looked like Paul Pfeiffer. From, from the wonder years, right? <laughs> but with the Hispanic twist. And, you know, you remember when the Walkman and the, the, the CD Discman yep. came out? Okay, so we both had those and that was our shit. And these guys from the projects came on the bus and they started making a ruckus and we were in the back and they picked on me and my boy, Tony. And they snatched his thing, they snatched his Walkman and he's like, what you going to do about it? You know? And then my friend being as lanky as he is, but he's like, he's big. He stood up and his neck, his head almost touched the roof of the bus and a city oh, bus. Wow, so he was, he was a very tall person. And he just looked at the kid and he looked at me and he goes, Hey Mikey, open up that window right there. I'm like this one and <laughs> open the emergency window. And those buses at the time had the windows that swung all the way out, you know? Yep. In the case of a fire or whatever, everyone <laughs> so this was mid-November, December when we had the snowstorm, and we basically threw bows and punches and then threw the people out through the fucking window. And the bus driver didn't give a shit. The bus driver is like, "Hey, close that window." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cold in here. Yeah, so we, we we threw out some people, and then the people from Spellman looked at us like, "What the fuck did we just witness?" And my friend Tony sits back down. He goes, "You witnessed someone that just is tired of taking shit from other people, you know." And I'm just yep. looking at him like, as a freshman, he's a junior, and I'm looking at him like, "Yeah, what he said." <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I can't wait till I get a car because this shit's dangerous. <laughs> You know. I know, man. Yeah, junior high school, we had the uh, express bus. Oh, and right to the doorstep. Yeah. Well, actually, it was to the like the closest bus stop. So it was yeah. a bus that you, you either caught or, or you were left behind. So <laughs> one day, a friend of mine who lived like a few blocks away, we used to we, we used to have most of the same classes and then walk home. And we had a routine. We'd go grab some pizza. We'd walk home, uh, shooting the shit. So one day I was like, yo, let's just take the bus. And he kept telling me, nah, let's just walk. Let's just walk. And I'm like, nah, I'm too tired. <laughs> and he's like, let's just walk. Let's just walk. So lo and behold, I was like, nah, I'm taking the train. So I mean the bus. So he take he gets on the bus with me. I see a few of my friends from the neighborhood. We're talking. And then this is like how it used to be when when you were about to get jumped some oh, dude God, comes up yep. to me and he's like 
I heard you were messing with my cousin. And in my head, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. So I'm like, dude, I don't know your cousin. And then, uh, you know, yeah. I try to, and it's <laughs> packed. It's packed. So him and his crew are taking up the majority of the, of the back. <laughs> so I'm trying to like inch my way towards the center of the bus. So I, I, I'm, I'm away from this dude. And I recognize him from the area, from my neighborhood. Right. So he hits me. And then oh. the bus starts moving. So I grab the handrail so I don't fall and then all of a sudden it was like simultaneous I get you know like five six people are jumping me oh god but I'm doing all I can not to fall because I'm like if I fall I'm done you're done so they're hitting me it didn't really hurt because my adrenaline was like going but then I look down and my friend who lives like in the building next to my he's staring up at me and I'm looking at him like dude what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing here Hey, he looks at me in shock like, dude, I'm not here. Don't even fucking. <laughs> so finally, some big, like, military dude, like some black, big black dude. I mean, he was massive. Right. He come, he, he steps in between everybody. And he's like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, yo, they're just jumping for no reason. He goes, yo, leave him alone. And so my friend, the one I usually go walk home with, he's like, yo, let's go, let's go. And he's dragging me off the bus. Right. So I get off the bus and then they throw my book bag out the window and they're like, yo, your bag, your bag. I threw it out the window. And then I find out that he knew that they were about to, they were going to go and go on this jumping spree. That's why he kept, that's why he was like, yo, yeah, he's like, that's why he wasn't keen on going on the bus. Absolutely. And then lo and behold, they wound up just taking my bus pass. (laughs) That's what they took. Bus passes back in the day was like uh, gold bars. Yes, yes, it was, man. People don't understand <laughs> that stuff. Like, I tried to explain to my wife because my wife I met in Westchester when I moved to Westchester County. Oh, okay. So she doesn't know, you know, the the hardships of the bus pass. <laughs> and before, I mean, we had the shitty paper with the the hologram. You remember? Yep. <laughs> You know, and this is just when the inception of the color printer was coming out, and we oh, were like, yeah. bus buses. And yeah, that's what did the Metro part to curtail the counter. <laughs> <laughs> and and what I loved about high school, it was teaching us how to defraud America at its finest. Yep. Yep. I remember one day I, I, I was, because, you know, I, I, I always looked older than what I am. Yeah. So I remember one day showing the bus driver my bus pass, and then he goes, Nice try. You're like 30. Put, put in your fare. I'm like, Dude, what are you talking about? Here's my high He's... school photo, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Dude. He's like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. Put in your fare or don't come in. I'm like, Oh my God. That happened to me during oh the Yankee God. game. <laughs> and Yan- uh, Yankee Stadium was giving away free bats, the little mini bats. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, this is for four, uh, 14 and under. No, 14 and under. Actually, no, no, no. I was 16 and under. So I was 15. And my friend was fucking 18. But he got one, him and his girl. So I'm like, dude, what do you mean? I'm 15 years old. And he's like, all right, whatever. Keep going. You're, you're holding up the line. I'm like, I'm 15 years old, bro. And I, I, yeah, I didn't want to shout out my friend, you know? 
Yeah. So he starts cracking up. He's laughing at me, like showing me his bat. I'm like, I should fucking smack you with your own little toy bat. <laughs> It's like, hey, hey, shut up, man! You're you you're the one that's underage looking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you know, it, it, life life growing up, what in the time we did, it, it was definitely unique. But it, I feel like it it really taught us how to prepare for what we're going through now. Like, oh, absolutely. I mean, I've only dealt with uh, three jumpings in my life where I was a victim of robberies. Um, the latest one was I was 19 and, uh, shout out to Neuro Show in New York with, uh, underage drinking because, you know, <laughs> keep their money somehow and the cops up the other way. <laughs> so I was, uh, severely breaking the laws as a child, getting drunk with college kids and, uh, a buddy of mine takes me to this bar that shall remain nameless. But it was around the way <laughs> the Palladium. So if you know your oh, new wow. landmarks, you know what bars I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we, we get drunk at this bar and uh, we're leaving the bar. Lo and behold, we walk into a dark alleyway to go to where our car is parked. Not the brightest idea in the world, but that's where the car was. And a group of kids, we'll say between 16 and... 20 or 14 and 20, 20 years old, they tried to rob me and my boy. Wow. At first, my friend knew the kids because the, the way he walked, wow, there's a there's a really bad car accident on my, my road to my home that I'm leaving right now. Hold on. Oh, okay. Wow, that's really bad. Okay. Damn. Anyway, so uh, they, they, robbed, they robbed my friend of his gold chain that his mom gave to him before she committed suicide. Oh, man. I was hell-bent on, you know, making sure I got that back to my boy. And he's like, yo, B, it's on. And next thing you know, we're throwing down with these fucking would-be hoods. <laughs> and I pulled every Steven Seagal, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> every every move that, that can maximize damage, I, I pulled out of my ass. <laughs> Uh, it took them. Uh, it took a brick from one of those kids to bring me down. Wow, uh, man! But in the interim, I broke some kid's jaw. I broke some kid's arm in two places, and Dang. I ran over kids with my car. <laughs> Actually, it was my girlfriend's car. <laughs> I he had the balls to stare me. I'm dragging my lifeless body into my car. He's staring me down. From the back, from the back window, right as I'm as I'm in the parking spot. So I I hold down the gas and the brake at the same time, and I'm spinning out in a Pontiac Grand Am, and then I throw the car in reverse, <laughs> and I fucking run over this kid, right? <laughs> I break his knees, and his knees go backwards. Oh I, man! I, I was ready to kill him. So this girl that was in our group, she fucking stopped me from running over this kid after wow. the fact. Ran over. You know, because the, the bumper hit him and he went flying and both his knees were bending the other way. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was bananas. <laughs> and uh, what happened? So, all right, fast forward. I go to the hospital, right? So Sound Shore Medical and Nourishell. And I'm, I'm in the hospital with a busted face. 
and I'm just I'm bleeding from everywhere on my face. My face is black, black wow, blue. Bro. And this kid gets brought in on a gurney, and he said it was a hit and run, right? <laughs> it was the kid that I ran over. Whoa! <laughs> out of my wondered eye, I see him in triage, like emergency room, as they're wheeling him in. So, like a bat out of hell, I jump off the gurney that I was in. <laughs> I jump on top of this kid, straddling him, and I'm throwing bolos from like the oh, bottom. Wow. And I must have hit like four or five times on this kid's face. This is before hate crimes were a hate crime because the wow, word got me locked up for life. So I fucked this kid up as he's tied down to a gurney, right? Oh, shit. There's a Hispanic cop and a black cop that, that were in the hospital. And they said, they, they pulled me off this kid, right? And they slammed me to the floor. One has their knee on the back of my shoulder blades, between where my neck yeah. and my shoulder blades meet, because that's, you know, that's a, that's a tactic move that they use because they teach you that shit. Mm-hmm. And yep. at the top of my lungs, that motherfucker robbed me of my friends. He's the one that did this to my face. Check his pockets. He has a gold chain in his pockets. It has name wow. on it. You know, so the cop, look, cop dug in this kid's pant pocket, pulled out the gold cross chain with my boy's name on it, right? Damn. And the cop just looks over at the, his buddy, gives me the gold chain. He says, get the fuck out of here. You just you just got a mulligan. <laughs> and as I'm, walking out, as I'm walking out the hospital door, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, I'm going to kill you when I catch you out there. <laughs> you know, so... I get pulled out by my friends who, you know, fucking finally find me in the hospital. <laughs> and I was like, yo, man, that was some epic shit back there. I, I don't, what the fuck? And then I pull out out of my pocket his mom's gold chain. Wow, and man. He just started welling up because he thought that shit was stolen, you know? Yeah. And today, yeah. he, he wears that gold cross around his neck. Now he's a, he was a teacher. Well, he was in college to become a teacher for special needs kids. And then after the robbery and, you know, teaching things just wasn't wasn't his speed anymore. He went into law enforcement and he got like 15 or 18 years in law enforcement now. And he works for the uh, anti-terrorism task force in New York City. Wow. Shout that's, out a crazy, to, that's a crazy career change. Yeah. Shout out to, to C. Pizarro. You know who you are, baby. Mounties stick together. So <laughs> he, he, uh, he's a big cat and uh, love of the death. You know, like your alma mater, just his family. No matter no matter what they do, you always got their back, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Those are the things I feel like kids nowadays, they don't have that personal that- relationship. That one-on-one oh. where you build that bond that lasts a lifetime. They build all these online little yeah. clicks, and then they turn on each other because it's uh, all about the popularity I, and, and things like that. It's high school all over again. Like I've, I'm, I'm 42, and I've learned as growing up, I've learned why my parents, even though they have a, a like a lot of people they associate with. They only let 
handful of people come into their homes, you know, yep. those are their friends. Yeah. And it took me the better part of 38 years to figure that out, you know? Yeah. Like you can let some people in, but not all. Yeah. And, I, I remember the days where I used to be like, that's my friend. And my dad would be like, that's not your he's friend. not your friend. <laughs> Stop saying everybody's your friend. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And I remember telling my my own son that, and I, I even warned him ahead of time when he went to this college. I, I mean, to, to this high school. I was like, dude, you know, you're gonna meet people, because he went to he got a scholarship to a very prestigious high school in New York, and I was like, I was like, um, it was it's Trinity High School, like oh it's Trinity, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, Mount played against the football. Oh yeah, 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 they, yeah. they, they, they had a they canceled it because one kid died. So yeah, no well football. back then they grew, they grew the people very big back in our days, man. The kids nowadays. Don't, oh yeah, <laughs> they're, not, they're not built like fucking Vikings. They're, they're no, built like they're not. People they're models. Not. <laughs> yeah, like I I, I was like uh, I got involved with my high school football team, and they they've had trouble like with size. You know, like, oh. you know, like Westchester has all the big kids, Jersey. And he's yep. like in the Bronx, you know, all the five boroughs is kind of hard. Uh, the kids have just built differently. Yeah, well, that's because you know they, they they're on that uh that government food program, <laughs> high on <laughs> high on everything other than yep. nutrients. Um, yeah. Shit. But yo, the, the kids are taller. Like my son was like one of the shortest kids in in his school, but. And I hate to say this, you could tell when there's kids who grow up on good food, and then because right across the street was um, Weiss Towers, it was the pro the projects right across the street from the school, and you could see the contrast where there's people coming from the projects who are big but big in a different way, like obese, big or overweight, and then you have these big kids who are tall but in great shape and that was like the perfect place to see like the divide between classes yeah you're breaking up uh going going to meet uh if i drop i'll i'll reconnect oh, okay. can you still hear me yeah okay yeah. um growing up in the bronx uh, look, you know, you don't realize the nutritional value of good food mm -hmm. until you become yeah. an adult to realize, oh, maybe we shouldn't have rice every I single know. day with potatoes. Yep. And, you know, that's what gave me my type 2 diabetes was just constantly having starts mm -hmm. every day, seven days a week. Yeah. You know, being half Hispanic, oh, half Asian, that. and you're is right. Rice yeah, all the time. It's bad. And and then when you get older and you read up on stuff and nutrition, you're like, oh, I'm only supposed to have rice once yep. or twice a yep. week. Okay. Yeah, like I've been I've been doing rice, the rice same thing. I've been cutting a lot of starch, a lot of of, of a lot of white carbs, and I've, yep. I've been eating rice, but on occasion, not all the time. Where my wife, yeah, since not she's all the Filipino. Time. She's like, I can't stop eating rice. I'm like, babe, do you understand that rice is nothing but freaking carbs and potatoes? Rice is the and enemy. Potatoes is strictly carbs. Like, 
like sugar, like basically. Yeah. Like there's no nutritional value. You only do that if you work yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. If you work out every single day, if you work like if you're, you're in construction yep. or you're going to burn it up, or if you work in retail, uh, shout out to the retail employees that mm -hmm. do the grind at Lowe's and Home yep. Depot and, you know, Stu Leonard's when you're moving 100 yeah. pound boxes yep. all day. Yeah, that's fine. But if you sit behind a desk, <laughs> no, nope. not fine. Even brown rice. Like, I, I've been <laughs> just looking up random stuff since I've been home because of the, you know, head injury. And I'm like, yeah, Let me see what's what what's the difference between brown and white rice? And then I, you realize it's brown because they keep the shelling of the rice on, but there's no nutritional value. And then still when rice. I, when, yeah, when you see still rice. enriched rice, that means that they just they just substituted some. They gave you some nutrients in that rice because they took out the shelling. Then they say wild rice is right. like the most uh friendliest for carbs and some nutrition but they're like basically eat rice as little as you can like my friends uh my son his friend uh he was telling me his friend uh his family his friend's family they don't eat rice at all and they said the only time they'll they'll oh, eat wow. some is if they eat like the dirty rice southern style yeah, like jambalaya. Yeah, or like the Uncle Ben's type, quick, quick fix type rice. Yeah. But they won't make it. And he was really shocked. And they were, oh. and when he said he eats eggs and rice sometimes for dinner, they were like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you never ate what? eggs and fried yeah, eggs you and never, rice. you never did that before? Like, Are you crazy? Why would you eat rice and eggs? He goes, what? Because <laughs> it's delicious. And if you throw Hell some ketchup yeah. on it. That's how he eats it. <laughs> yeah. You never, you don't know what what hardship is until you had a yep. fried bologna, bologna sandwich, and some mayo. bam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my stomach had, is cringing. You were lucky you had cheap, you had a slice of cheese somewhere. It, yeah, that government cheese that cannot oh, melt. On, hot dog on some Wonder Bread. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know it's crazy living in the South. All right, so I've I've learned some traumatic things living in the South. First of all, because you live in New York, you never miss out on an Entenmann's Halloween <laughs> cupcake or a Halloween cake. They don't sell yeah. that in the South. They do not sell Halloween Entenmann cupcakes, uh, Christmas cupcakes from Entenmann's. They do not make its way south of Virginia. Why. And well, we actually know the answer. <laughs> so me and my brother wrote a lengthy email to... Um, the, the, the people at uh, Entenmann's and we asked them, hey, why can't we have Halloween cupcakes in <laughs> yeah. Florida? You know, like, can we buy some from you and you ship them off to us? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they just basically came out and said that because of the heat and humidity in the South, Anything south of Virginia, your icing and all that shit will melt to all like a disgusting liquid oh. and it won't look good. And that's why they don't sell it in the south. That makes sense. So that makes a lot of sense. So, but, you know, you would think they would taste yep. something to us, but, you know, <laughs> can, can compose an email that's like three paragraphs long 
in regards to why can't I get cupcakes in the South? So I have a buddy of mine who's my best friend in New York. Um, shout out to Mr. Jay Copeland. And uh, every year this motherfucker FedExes me six boxes of Entenmann wow. cupcakes. That's dope. Six boxes, next day delivery, because he has the hookup over at the FedEx, because, you know, he's a city worker, and he gets away with shit. That's dope, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, nothing like getting a FedEx box of Entenmann <laughs> with dry ice to make sure the shit don't melt in transit. Yeah, because all of a sudden, that sugar just melts. Oh, yeah, yeah. It goes from a beautiful yep. art display on cupcakes to... And you know what? You you speaking about this, it's something we grew up with. Like the Entenmann's, like the holiday. Every holiday you saw the Entenmann's. Donuts, cupcakes. Yeah. Or or the little Susie's. No, no, no. Is it the little Susie's? No, Susie Q. No, Susie Q was Hostess. Susie Q. Hostess. uh, There was the Little Debbie's. Little Debbie's was the, the, the other cake. That was like the ghetto uh, version of Hostess. The ghetto version. The, the, the 50 yep. cent version versus the yep. dollar. 75 cents. Exactly. I, I, I just, you know, like overseas wise, moving overseas and, and uh, living out there for a little bit and then coming back and then you realize, yeah, the corporations really don't give a shit nah, about your health man. and well-being. No out. way, dude. And I'll tell you what, yeah. when we when we st- stood in barcelona it was at, at a hotel and they had the all you can eat uh breakfast buffet in the morning in the morning right. there was there weren't any pancakes there weren't any there were pastries but you know it was like local stuff you had you didn't have fried eggs or scrambled eggs you had hard-boiled eggs and they were little tiny eggs small and eggs. Then you had the juice which was you know the water is not the best, so I'm assuming that their their juices are like you know from bottled water stuff like that. But you had fresh squeezed orange juice. You had um, basically my because my son was a little ticked off. He's like, "Where's the bacon? Where's the scrambled eggs?" And I'm like, "No, no, this is a little more healthier." Than- <laughs> but what I did was, you know, they have a toaster, so I toasted the bread. Put a little mayo, put a slice of ham because I had fresh slices of ham. And then I took the hard boiled eggs, sliced them up, and I threw them in there. I'm like, yo, here we go. <laughs> so he was like, all right, I'm going to have to do that. And then Rome was, you know, we we didn't have like, uh, you know, like uh, that service where it was all you can eat. But the breakfast, obviously, is different over there. It's more pastries and some tapas or whatever, and then coffee. Yeah. But everything just tasted different. Like you could taste the difference between what we eat here, which almost feels manufactured, and then what we eat yeah. fresh somewhere else. And yeah, like I, you said, the government really doesn't give a crap. <laughs> it's all a business, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's all sugar. I have a buddy of mine. He uh, he went to Iceland. And he was taking pictures of everything. And then he was talking to his host that, uh, you know, basically said, come through. And he goes, hey, man, I've been in this country for like the better part of 11 days. And I have not seen that one McDonald's. Do you not have McDonald's in this country? (laughs) 
the dude just kind of turned his nose up and goes, yeah, our government doesn't allow wow. McDonald's to be in our country. Wow. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, uh, the reason why is because they don't believe that McDonald's food is actual wow. food. That's saying something, man. So I, I, I was like, I'm calling bullshit on that. And I did my little Google search and oh, yeah, wow. they don't, they don't have it's a nice one. Damn. We, so, we, just to be adventurous, we, we ate at McDonald's in Italy. And uh, they have like, it's crazy the selection of pastries they have there. It was like, it was I crazy. It. And then they had, um, you know, like mozzarella balls and chicken wings. I'm like, chicken wings? <laughs> Which were, and McDonald's? Yeah, it's weren't actually bad. And then uh, the meat tasted different. Like it tasted like it was. Oh yeah, it, it freshly cut. Yeah, a little bit, not not too crazy. But the one thing that we were uh, astounded by was in the airport. I think it might have been from Barcelona. We were like, "Look, we have no time for breakfast." So at the airport, we were like, "There's a McDonald's. We're gonna have to eat breakfast at McDonald's." And the eggs felt right. they tasted like real scrambled eggs, like straight out of. Like somebody's kitchen. Not that powder shit that we're, yeah. we're accustomed to. And we were to. like, holy crap, this tastes like fucking real eggs. <laughs> we were shocked. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Real yeah, eggs. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Where's the chicken? Come back. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it's it's just, it's kind of embarrassing, uh, honestly. You know, like the guy in, in Barcelona. Well, that we met from from Washington, he told us he goes, you know, the difference between America and here is that in America you don't have. I mean, in America you have, you know, the super rich, and he goes over here you're not gonna find a Bill Gates because the ambition is different. He goes in America it's yeah, you know, a superpower stuff, not people. Yeah. He goes yeah. over here it's more about having the best life you can have while you're alive and he yeah. goes he goes I so you're not going to make yeah, you're this. not going to make a uh, he goes if you move here you're not going to make a killing working you're going to work but it's going to be enough to do whatever you have to do i can dig it yeah yeah i mean you know as we I, get older. I am a fan of their of their like my friend that when he was out there, he's like, "Yeah, man, it's weird because they shut down at three and they go back to work oh. at eight, then like ten. Yeah, I couldn't and get used to that. Their workday is like Sunday through uh, what the fuck was it? Like their their weekday starts Thursday. They're like they their weekday starts <laughs> on a Sunday or something, and it ends on a Thursday. Yeah, it was weird seeing you know at ten o'clock. We we were seeing kids running around the streets. Uh, families just hanging out at, at restaurants, talking, smoking. Well, not smoking, but they were talking, drinking wine. I mean, it was there was a section where we were living at where it was like a mile strip of nothing but restaurants, and the tables were directly in the center of this long strip, and then it led to the beach. And that whole entire strip was just packed with people, like at ten o'clock. And I was like, yeah, at I night. was like, what the fuck? And then. When we spoke to that dude, he was like, no, this is party season. He goes, and this is the season where everyone gets out of work late and then they eat late and then they go to sleep very late. And then they wake up around, you know, one o'clock 
in the app. He goes, some people will go to work like 8 a.m., but they'll go to work to open the store, wait for the, uh, the rest of the staff to come in, and then they go home, rest till maybe 2, 3, and then they go and do their shift. So he was like, that'll go on the entire summer. Wow. I mean, that's freaking awesome, man. <laughs> that that definitely sounds like a plan and a half. Like, I can't, I couldn't fathom. I mean, my work days, I work two jobs because, you know, I'm greedy and I like money. <laughs> and I, I like hobbies like collecting consoles and gun yeah. ammo. <laughs> hey, give me just one second. I'm going to hit you right. Hold on one second, okay. all right? Okay. Hey, you still there? Yeah. Okay. That was the wife. She was like, where are you? I was like, I'm doing a million and one things. I'll call you in a minute. <laughs> what are you doing? When you don't pick up, man, they worry. And I'm and I and I know how I know the feeling. Times where my wife doesn't pick up, I'm like, yo, she alright? <laughs> I tell you, man, it's 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 absolutely insanity. And then they think, yeah. you know, you're up to no good. I'm like, I'm just trying to buy a video game over here. Leave me alone. <laughs> what, what are you buying? I'm actually on my way right now. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. I'm at ATM. Nice. I'm actually picking up Super Bomber Man for the Switch for 20 bucks off this guy off of Facebook. So Okay, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about the the deals, man. That's I was able to sell one thing. Hold on one second. Uh, I think this is the person. I'm not sure. Hold on. Okay. I'll be on my way. Wearing teal shirt and speedos. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. Walking around in a thong. Um, we were, we were, I was, yesterday, I sold a Neo Geo from my collection. Damn, nice. Yeah, this is the, this is the portable one. This is not the, this is the Neo Geo Gold X. Yeah. I, I sold it because I was like, it was collecting dust. No one was playing with it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, ah, all right, I, I already had my fun with it. Let me go send, send it off to somebody else. So I put it on the marketplace, and then next thing you know, I have a bidding war going on. And this one guy bought it, and uh, shout out to him. And I actually made a new friend, so it was, uh, you know, it was all it was all great. Can't complain. Yeah, I remember selling a a camera and uh, it was like a little point and shoot camera in Florida on Craigslist. I met him at the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell me that doesn't feel like super suspect when you. When you buy and sell shit off the marketplace, yep. <laughs> you know, it, I, I think College Schumer did a, a skit where the guy was like on the corner, and he was like wearing a trench coat, and this other shady guy shows up, and he's like, "Hey, are you Dylan?" He's like, "Are you Brad?" Yeah, yeah. You got you got the PlayStation? Yeah, I got the PlayStation. You know, and, and, and it looks like a drug dealer that's going down. Yeah, I know, and, man. And then he's like, "Who's this guy? Who? Who him? Oh, don't worry about him." Well, no, no. Who is he? 
Oh, that's Todd. Why'd you bring Todd? Todd's my backup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it again. That's for sure. But um, I actually got a. I remember getting a photography gig from Craigslist. Right. And um, when 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 the owner of the company, it was a tech company that does like lectures and, and, and group studies. And uh, it, it, her name is Charlie. So she goes, um, when she called, she goes, number one, are you surprised that it's a female named Charlie? I said, no, I already looked nope. you up. And she's like, <laughs> what? Oh, so she's... You're, you're efficient. Huh? I'm like, yeah. I said, it's Craigslist. So I have to make sure yeah. that I'm calling a, a you know, I'm speaking with someone legit. And she goes, yeah, I don't want to get robbed at gunpoint in front of like, Dunkin' you know, Donuts. The, yep, exactly. She's like, you know, the fact that you're using Craigslist to, to, to see what's out there shows that you're resourceful and uh, I'm comfortable with offering you the opportunity. I was like, all right, you know, and then, you know, I did. It was an event that I had to do photography for. So then we wound up working together for several other projects. So sometimes you never know what, what you're going to find on Craigslist. Yeah. So it is nerve wracking because you just hear all the horror stories. I, I believe you on that, man. Next to each Now I'm multitasking over here, which is which is crazy. You know, I'm I'm just trying to get a good deal. So so far, I've uh, scored Ghost of Tsushima, um, Resident Evil Three, Final Fantasy Seven, and I'm wow. just under forty bucks for oh. for 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 that score. Now whether or not those items were procured illegally or whatnot is not my concern <laughs> because you know exactly yep <laughs> i'm on the corner just trying to buy shit i'm just waiting for this guy to show up he said he parked his car i'm trying to figure out what where is he i don't know living i live in a nice neighborhood so i'm not really worried about you know Oh, okay. Anything. I was say, it's one of those vans, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got candy. <laughs> All right. Now, now I gotta find this kid. Poor guy. All right, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hold on. Let me let me go score this quick deal, All and right. then. Uh, <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's going great. Sweet. Thank you so much. If you got any other stuff, just hit me up on the messenger. Oh, and because sure. I'm a collector, I just I collect them all. Oh, so. All right, bud. And just like that, one, two, three, I scored a super bomber man. Awesome, dude. <laughs> and, and I guess and, the I guess the thrill of the hunt, you know, also the thrill oh, of the hunt, getting those deals, you know. I think it's addictive. I wish I was like same way when playing the stock market, but I'm just the polar opposite. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, a, a wise man once said, "Earn, save, invest." Well, yeah, I'm earning and I'm saving, and my my investment portfolio is kind of shit right now, <laughs> but I'm working on it. You know, yeah, maybe I, I, I have started a... investing as well, and uh, it's it, that's the best advice. Whoever gave you that advice, that's the best advice. Are are you like on uh, Robinhood or Acorn, or do you do? Uh, like uh, Ameritrade, yeah, yeah, and um, fortunately, uh, one of my sons, his, I mean, one of my son's best friends, his father is a broker, 
and he kept bothering me about investing in take two because i used to wear actually i'm wearing the red Dead redemption shirt now oh he and, wanted to invest in the game company yeah he's like you invest in the company i'm like nah he goes why, why not don't, why don't you do it you're, you're you're buying the game why don't you buy some of their shares and i'm like yeah that's a good idea he goes yeah do it i, I got a bunch and then he was like i go to e3 and i'm like for what he goes I don't go to play. I go to talk to the big bosses. So, because I'm a shareholder, bitch. Yeah. So, he he. At that time, it was like ninety dollars. Now it's at one seventy something per share. Take two. So, you know, I have some Nintendo. I have Microsoft, Sony. Yeah, Tesla. you're sure. Um, yeah. You, you should uh, you should pick up some stock in Ford. It's only like yep. to share. Yeah, I have I have Ford. I have some yeah. Ford. <laughs> uh, the only reason why I picked up some shares on Ford was their electric down. Mustang. The electric Mustang. Did you hear about yeah. that? I was like, no. what? <laughs> wow. This, yeah. this is recent? Yeah, they just... Uh, if you Google Ford electric Mustang, they claim it's faster than Tesla. I'm still calling bullshit on it because... Tesla's electric motor is about 10 oh. years per. It's freaking fast, man. <laughs> it's scary fast, and it's quiet. Like, it, you shouldn't have Dang a car. Dangerously like, quiet. Dangerously quiet, you know? Like, hey, would you like us to put the Mr. Softy tune on your car so when you're driving down the street, people know you're coming? <laughs> yeah, sign me up. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, some news on that. Of what the uh, truck? Yeah, yeah, the the cyber truck. Oh, the Mustang. Yeah, Ford electric Mustang. Um, I think it's uh, coming out 2021. They already demoed it at uh, when they had. And a few of, uh, people that we actually know on Facebook have uh, either been at the showcase or worked for the showcase. And they're raving about it. They're like, never have I felt more manly than in this car. Damn. And it's, I'm yeah, like, it's called the Mach E. <laughs> yeah, the Mach E. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And it's yeah, six cause... bucks a share. And uh, with the, with the, the electric. seven now. Yeah. So when I bought in, it was like five and change. That was a month, month and a half ago. And that was yeah. on from a friend of mine at a at a, an investment company he's like hey man you should pick up some stock in ford i'm like why and he goes two words electric mustang and then like an asshole because you know i'm not informed i said one word failure and he's like no nah, no nah, man trust me you, you gotta have electric cars man they got the tesla you know you got kia has an electric car you got some cars that run off of water i was like wait what he goes, yeah, man, they've got these hydrogen cars that run off of water. So I did my research on those cars. There's only like four manufacturers that make cars that run off of water. But the cars are like 60 grand and they look super fucking basic. Yeah, and there's only yeah. gassing stations that support that water car, you know? Because hy hy hydrogen? Hydrogen cell, yeah, powered by yeah. water. Wow. That's gotta be freaking weird, man. <laughs> Dude, imagine that. Your the output is water exhaust. 
but you know you, you got your your uh, lobbyists who are fighting for the oil companies gas will always be there until you know an alien invasion strikes and sucks out all the oil and gas from, from the ground you, you know well we'll never go completely electric as long as, long as we have a globalist agenda we'll never go electric. Mm-hmm. there's no money they, they want money oh you know? yeah yeah they'll fight a tooth and nail same thing with pharmaceuticals oh god i hate pharmaceuticals right? this is coming from a type 2 diabetic um I got to get my drugs from Canada. Actually, Trump just passed a law uh, preventing medical companies from charging an ass ton on insulin because there's no justification on why insulin, the price of insulin went up like 300% over the last few years. And they they know people need it because especially in the United States, there's so many people who grow up on sodas and fucking sugary Sugary cereal. Yeah, sugary, you know, cornstarch, high fructose corn syrup, and all yeah, those big corn words. syrup. Yep. I yeah, just, there's like I'm, there's like ten different w- words that means sugar. <laughs> we don't even know it. You know, I, 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 to this day, I still, I go to like, uh, what the hell is the name of that uh, fucking grocery store that hippies go to? Uh, oh, Trader name. Joe's. Not Trader oh. Joe's, the other one. The Whole Foods. Whole Foods, and yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be like, uh, hey, man, you got any of those sugar stalks? And they're like, yeah, you know. And I'll, I'll buy, you know, two stalks of sugar and like a fucking country bumpkin. I'll be chewing on that shit all day. And people are like, what the fuck are you chewing? I'm like, sugar. <laughs> no. I was like, no. Shit in packets are not good for you. This is 100% natural. You can, you yeah. can chew on it all fucking day. You know, and they yeah. just like, man, the South has changed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing I miss is iced tea from the North. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. Like a Snapple. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, we don't have that down here. We, we got sweet tea. Have you ever had. Oh, okay. It, it's, it's more like a natural. Oh, flavored tea, right? Where yeah. like you gotta add some sugar to get anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like drinking dirty water from 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 the Soundview <laughs> projects, you know. <laughs> hey, I remember, I remember the old days when we used to turn on the the tap and the water used to be brown for like two to three minutes and then clear oh, water would come out. Yep, yep. It's like, yeah, that, the, that's... <laughs> a few splashes, like, and all of a sudden it clears up. Like, yeah. all right. Ready to All right, good. It's, it's clear. <laughs> like you like you like that uh, iron and asbestos. Do you? Just got a healthy minimal. dose. That's, <laughs> That's yeah, why we grew to, up I, so big and strong. It's yeah, exactly. Drink it, drinking out of the the, the hydrants oh, and. Yeah. Oh God, you do that today, man. You'll catch like an uncurable disease, unknown to man. <laughs> Never seen. I used to tell my son, I was like, yo, we used to drink out of the water fountains in the park. We used to drink out of the fire hydrants. I said, and we didn't catch all this crap. I said, what the hell's going on? How come kids are like getting diabetes at early ages, obese? So there's something going on. So maybe the, the water is the cure.
Hey, can, can you, you still hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Dead zone. Hey. Yep. I just, same dead zone that I passed last time with you. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put a tower right in this intersection right here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to know more about you, man. Like, are you on the gaming front? Do you do online gaming as well with the rest of us, or you, you solely a uh, photo man with nice uh, toys? <laughs> now, now <laughs> I, I don't. I don't game like I used to. Like back in the days, it was you know all the Halos and Call of yep. Duties. But now I, I strictly stay with single player. Yep. And wow, I don't even remember the last time I played a multiplayer game, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I still love my video games. I still do my podcasting centered around video games, but now well, it's more of a of a of a uh, an old an elder's take of video games. So I'll talk about you know like the history of, that I went through, Castlevania, Battletoads. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to those yet. But oh. you know, like I talking about the arcades of the eighties and the first time I, I saw a video game uh, arc. Uh, arcade in 79 and were you, were know, you in manhattan asteroids <laughs> were, were you in manhattan uh, when you found them or were you somewhere else no i was actually in the bronx it was in a, a bodega, bodega. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> that trusty bodega <laughs> yeah man and then and then of course i used to hit up the arcades in 42nd yep with my uh, parents playland ah dude and I miss I was, Playland. I was, I, was, I was joking that you know, one side you see a poster of Tracy Lords, and another is a poster of Hulk Hogan, and, and then you had DJs and people smoking. Smoking and, then, of and course, drinking. You had the porno theaters all over the place. Yeah, and so and then uh, go ahead, man. I, I'm I'm reminiscing right with you, buddy. I'm, I'm yeah, reliving no, the glory was, days. It was just you know the, the the insanity surrounding that. But while you were in there you were like totally oblivious to the surroundings i feel you so, man hey are, are you an owner of a switch do you own a switch at all yeah yeah my son oh. took it over oh did, all right but he'll be coming back in november right yeah he hasn't left yet but he took it over it's in his room he plays smash all the time that's his thing smash he plays fan. tournaments and yeah he makes videos of, of his matches he plays tournaments and uh and then him and his cousin play uh, each other uh, all the time so if, if so, you yeah. have i think it's uh six dollars just of your time i'd like to propose yeah. a game that you should check out it's called 198x right it's a nintendo hmm. switch it's an indie developer uh, I know a lot of people, when you say indie, they're like, ah, oh, shovelware, fuck it, I ain't dropping six bucks. But this game will fire up all those memories of when you were a kid exploring arcade games. It's a story-driven game that uh, throws homage to, like, Streets of Rage, Final Fight, uh, OutRun, Galaga, oh, yeah. and, uh, right I, oh, God. I was when I saw the review of it, right? I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I'll yeah, I'll check it out. I was sucked in. The story was so good. I was like, all right, how am I gonna I wanna turn this into an audio podcast story? Like, have you ever listened to uh, other podcasters like Dr. Creepin or Nature's Temper or any of those uh, like creepy pasta type story guys? Have you ever listened to any of those? Well, like story driven podcast? Like um 
Yeah, like where they just they just read someone mm-hmm. else's shit, yeah. but they put in their own sound effects. Okay, so I was looking at trying to get the audio from this game and putting it on a podcast and just like if you were listening from the girl's point of view as she's playing, as she's living the experience. Wow. And uh, my friend's like, fuck that. Why don't you just tell the story like you're doing it? And that'll be your thing. I was like, nah, because I want to give credit where credit's due. This is an amazing, like it has the attributes of uh, Ready Player One. You know, when you when you saw Ready Player One and you were like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. And then you get down to the story about it and you're like, wow, the story's even awesome. You know? And it just it just hit on all the cylinders from Gen X. Wow. Like, oh whoa, 79. Is that Gen X? Is 79? I don't I don't I'm not good with believe, that shit. My kids believe we're Gen X. Yeah, because my kids call me boomer. I'm like, no, no, no. no. That would have been grandpa. Yep. <laughs> Gra- grandpa's boomer. I'm X. They're like, no, you're not, you're a boomer. I'm like, how dare you? I'll wash your mouth out with soap. I got I got three kids. They're 15, 14, and 21. Oh, nice, so nice. I, <laughs> I when 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 someone of, of that caliber calls you a boomer, just I don't know. It's almost triggering to the point where you just want to slap them and do and get a do over. You're not my Sons child. Dungeon. <laughs> yeah, back to the dungeon. <laughs> bring out the gimp. Yeah, bring out the gimp. So, <laughs> gimp sleeping. Well, we're just gonna have to wake him up now, aren't we? Uh, no, no. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, I do a lot of VO work on the side too. So I've, I've actually, um, I, I've met a lot of celebrities who do VO work. Uh, at my stint of going to cons like uh, EXP Con, Mega Con, uh, what was the big one? Dragon Con. That was another good one. Oh, nice! And getting to run like. Here, here's a story for you. This was 10 years ago in St. Augustine. We had EXPCon. And it was the voice of Vegeta, right? Uh, the voice of Mario. Um, <laughs> Troy Baker, who does the Joker yep. and a bunch of yeah, other Joel. people. <laughs> yep. And this other fucking actor that I can't remember the name of. So they're all sitting at the bar at the renaissance hotel it's like a hoity-toity hotel where the the con was held at and it was must have been like six seven o'clock in the evening and there was like a break in the panel where you know celebs just basically just took off and they had an hour before the next thing so i'm at the bar and i see all four of them lined up and they're sitting down and they're all talking shit and i just send them you know uh four glasses of uh scotch you know yeah and I'm at the far end of the bar. So it's like the creepy young kid. You know, at that time I was what, uh, 32? Yeah, 32. And I send him the drinks and the bartender's like, yeah, uh, that's from the gentleman at the end of the bar. Uh, He says, keep up the good work. Hmm. So the bartender had no clue who the fuck these people were because it's not in his wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. You know, voiceover actors aren't real celebrities in a sense until you hear them talk. So they kind of, wave me on over right and I, I come over and I say I don't want to disturb you guys I, I know you all drink this stuff I drink it too thank you for making my childhood awesome and they go hey you want to sit down with us uh yeah wow. he goes but here's the caveat and I think it was Troy that fucking said it <laughs> and he's like you have to stay in character so pick a voice 
that you can do really well <laughs> and stay in character. Do not break character. Oh, shit. And I was like, does that go for all of you? And he goes, yeah, we'll, we'll pick a voice and we'll just go with it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I'm like, who the fuck can I do? And, you know, when someone puts you on a spot yep. like that, um, I, I dick back in the recesses. I'm like, fuck it, Hank Hill. <laughs> you know, we're in the South. We, I can get away with it. So I start talking like Hank Hill. And then Charles Martinier starts talking like Mario and Vegeta's talking. And he's like, ah, Mr. Hill. You know, and it's Troy Baker. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I look over at Troy and I'm like, uh, Mr. Baker. Uh. He's like, yes. And <laughs> And so this goes on for a better part of like 40 oh, minutes, you know, shit. and I, I'm like four <laughs> drinks in with them. And then they look at their watch and they're like, oh, time to go. And I'm sitting here like, uh, thanks, fellas. You have a good day and keep propane on you at all times, you know. So they, they leave. And I tell my son this story, right? And my son's like, bullshit. If it they don't have a picture, it never ah. happened. I'm like, fuck. Should have took a picture. Should have took, all right, fine, whatever. I let it go, right? Fast forward eight years, the convention comes back to Florida, right? So my son goes up to the voice of Mario at the signing booth, and he brings my switch, and he says to Charles Martier, "Hey, yeah, um, he, mind you, he's with his friends. My son is with his yeah. friends, and he says to Charles, "Hey, um, I don't know if you might remember him." But a couple of years ago, you were at this convention and you were at the bar and he goes, oh, yeah, Hank Hill. <laughs> My son's jaw just fucking dropped. Oh, shit. And he's like, because I was at work, so I couldn't have made it. So he's like, yeah, he's a wonderful fellow, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, uh, um, switch. Uh, can you write something? Uh, like he was at a loss wow. for words. And My son's a talkative bastard. So he caught him quiet like he didn't know what to say other than he handed him the switch he goes my dad just says put whatever you want on it and he'll cherish it for life <laughs> that's awesome, so dude. i get home yeah i get home and his friends are like holy shit your the story of your dad is true mario knows you and he said you guys could drink and this and, that. and i'm sitting here like yeah good times I told you son you know I, <laughs> Yeah, you think I make this shit up, boy? <laughs> this is way outside my wheelhouse, you know. Damn, that's so awesome, he he man. was he was he was floored. He was flabbergasted, and I'll actually post that picture um, the, of my switch that he Charles wrote on. Wow! And uh, I opened up the back panel where you plug in the, the wires and shit, and there's more that he wrote in there. Oh, really? I was like, oh damn, he wrote a nice. He wrote a bunch of shit. Damn, dude. <laughs> So yeah, those are, that, that's something that definitely yeah. cherish right there. Yeah, you know. And then my son's like, "Are you ever going to trade this?" I'm like, "Never." <laughs> I'll buy another console and another dock. This is going right in the Hell man cave yeah, wall, dude. You yep. Know? So <laughs> the, the the little things, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I actually watching your stuff on Facebook, like your Batman figures, and then when you do those uh live action poses when you put them up against like real environments yeah <laughs> Where, where'd you get your inspiration from that like they're just like hey i'm gonna take my action figures and take a picture of the new york skyline behind <laughs> them or well um it, it, it it's more of uh me practicing my, my photography so i'm like you know yeah <clears throat> since i don't have a model let me just 
treat my action <laughs> figures like models and like then models. try to, you know, have lighting, have them positioned in a certain way, try to see like what kind of depth of field I can get away with, with certain backgrounds and how much blur should I put in the background, stuff like that. So when I take photos, like those are mostly my sons. So when I do that, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So when I do that, I'll try to pose them like I'm posing someone taking a, you know, a portrait shot. So right. um, I see some people like post really like sick stuff with their action figures. They'll have like a whole background with like an alley and and they'll have you know different they'll have them like on strings and then photoshop the string out and they're flying i'm like man i can't do all this, all of that yeah. so let me try something a little different um with i've seen go ahead I, i've seen this guy he, who does uh star wars like he'll take uh world war ii world war one images and he'll reproduce them with star wars Damn. figures that's really but i'm talking sick. like with the explosions and fireworks with the smoke and everything holy shit and i'm just like i need to step my game up <laughs> <laughs> i want to do something like that my wife's like no nah. you don't don't you don't want to do that I, i'm like ah shut up woman <laughs> i know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah i don't have the room for that but some of the stuff people can do and that's the one thing i realized about photography and and basically art period like when when you're passionate about art it's it's ideal to see what other people are doing within the same genre as you're doing because right you're gonna see people who are doing shit you haven't even thought of and and it can be intimidating but at the same time it's a reminder that you yourself can do shit that you didn't think you can you can do right so i find myself sometimes looking at people's photos and i'm like damn that how the hell can i ever compete with that you know and then you realize all right i'm uh, not gonna compete necessarily but i'm just gonna do my thing yeah, exactly yeah. so it, i guess that's why because like the, the reason why i got into photography was just it was kind of like video games it was like all right you got to solve lighting with shutter speed and aperture and iso and blend all that right. together and try to make a picture and then i was like all right that sounds fun and so i shoot a manual so it, it's it's been really fun like i guess it's more of a puzzle like, to me it's more like a giant puzzle game if anything right well i've seen i've seen your hardware you have some impressive hardware i mean you drop a couple of dollars on <laughs> on your rigs and i'm like Man, I hope this guy got insurance on that shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should reach out to him and let him know you can actually buy insurance on that stuff. Um, yeah, I, so I have the B and H insurance that I bought the cameras from. Right, right, but will out, it, will it protect you? Will it protect you against theft though? You yeah, see, that's the only thing. Of, like, it won't protect me from it, theft. So here, here's the thing: if you are, are you a homeowner or are you a renter? A renter. I think we. I think okay. we have renters insurance. And well, that'll protect it in, on the inside of your house. So what you yeah. need to do is call your renter's insurance company, right? I used to be an insurance broker in my early 20s. Oh, okay. A lot of people don't know this. You call your insurance provider and you say, hey, I got these high-end cameras. I got receipts for them and everything and my lenses. I want to put a rider on these items. So in the event something happens to me while I'm out and about, I'm covered. Oh, and okay. it's basically 
A lot of people don't know that their insurance providers will provide coverage for their their shit. Like, yeah. I had a buddy of mine who is an avid gamer, and his impress uh, his collection is very impressive, right? And I told him, I was like, bro, you need to contact your insurance company and get a and get an insurance policy on your shit. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it later. I'll do it later. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, someone. Um, forgot that something was plugged in and his apartment got on fire oh, and he lost crap. all his shit and insurance only covered like just his insurance policy only covered i think a thousand dollars in Damn. losses and he had over Holy like 30 crap. grand worth of shit and i and then he came to me he's like bro i should have listened i was like i thought you did he goes yeah i was listening but i wasn't hearing what you were saying <laughs> i'm like you fucking dummy so fast forward, he went, he rebuilt his collection. Now he has an insurance writer on all of his games. So in the event nice. something happens, they have to pay him. Either they reimburse him the game or they pay him what it would cost to get that uh, game. Value. Today's value, not when, you know, oh, it's a $59.99 game. Here's your $60. No, it's it's actually $600 because they don't make that game anymore. And that's what the going price is on eBay and everywhere Oof. else. Wow. So you can do that with your camera. You just have to call your insurance provider and ask them, hey, yeah, do you guys do riders on high-end cameras oh, okay. and lenses? And, you know, we were talking like $20, $30 extra a month, maybe, on top of your insurance policy. And it protects you if you're going out and about. Now, you're, you're kind of a big menacing looking guy, you know? I know you're a gentle giant, but you, no one's going to run up and fucking rob you in broad daylight. But then again, it is Queens and it know. is New York. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're going to have some asshole trying to prove himself and, and take your shit while, while you're at it. You might as well just yeah. be covered for him. Like, exactly. yeah, go ahead and take it. My shit's yep. insured, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, do me a favor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah God, do, do me a solid and then tell me what pawn shop you bring it to so I can get it back. <laughs> so that's all you got to do. So you contact your insurance provider. You ask them for, do you cover cameras? I, I have these high-end cameras. I want to do a rider. And then they basically insure it. So I tell all my clients when I was a broker, if you have high-end shit that you go out with, like your Rolex, your $1,000 laptop, whatever, get the rider. So it protects it outside of your house. You and know? it's called rider, like W-R-I-T-E-R or R-I-D-E-R? R-I-D-E-R, rider. Okay, okay. Yeah, personal property rider, and then you list the equipment. And what they'll say is, okay, well, we need to make the model, serial number, value of what you paid for it. And you just basically have a laundry list of, you know, your receipts or whatever, or what it cost you. And then they insure it. And now you're covered. Sweet. So, Sweet. yeah, a lot of people oh, don't know. Nice. They don't know. And, you know, it took a lot of, I, I've, I've lost my dad at the beginning of the year. It's actually, I put it on my podcast and, um, you know, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, it was it was bad, and um, yeah, man, we we yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. He's he's in a better place now. He's not in pain, and um, because of my brother's foresight, he had he had the foresight to protect my mom with the loss, you know, by getting her insured and making sure my dad's affairs were covered, and you know. And I like to share that with people that just don't know because no one tells us this shit. I mean, Gen Xers don't know a yep. lot about nothing. 
you know? Yeah, they don't, and they don't teach it in school either. Oh, no, no, no. They teach you how to be a drone in school. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. Yep. Do the work. Exactly. Make sure you get there on time. You make know, they don't tell you about how to hustle. Somebody else money. <laughs> yep. And that's what I taught my kid is, is uh, hey, this is how you hustle. You know, I got my wife into the bug where now nothing is safe in the house. When she says it's time to go, she sells that shit on the marketplace. So I bought her like a painting, right? And she's like, ah, I'm tired of this shit. So she took a picture and next thing you know, some assholes on my doorstep at three in the afternoon. Hi, I'm here for the painting. I'm like, uh, what now? Then I get a text message. Oh, someone's going to stop by and buy this thing at the front door. Just give it to them and take the money. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, sweat. Nice. Do, do, I, do I get any of that money? Of course not. So <laughs> what's mine is mine is what yours is mine. Yep. So they need to teach that in, in school too when, when you're yep. in relationships. It shouldn't yeah. be, but it is. No, know your boundaries. <laughs> know your boundaries. <laughs> absolutely man i mean i am i am a fan of your work and i i love the content that you put out and i remember the first time my daughter because she has an ear for voices she's like hey that youtube guy that you're listening to i'm like yeah he sounds like the guy from gravity falls i'm like who so then she gets me on <laughs> gravity falls and i'm like holy shit then that's when I made that comment. I was like, hey, did anyone ever tell you you sound like this guy? So my daughter swears up and down, you're moose. You know? Uh, I appreciate it. I remember look, <laughs> looking it up and I was cracking up. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And then when you did the re, the, the, the refacer, the, the, the app. Yeah, yeah. You put, you put me onto that shit. I've never <laughs> seen my wife and my mother laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> because my mom, she's not up on pop culture, nothing, right? If it's not Filipino ah. or not on YouTube, she don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I show her this video of Post Malone that's on Refacer, but it has my face on it. And she's like, why does that guy look familiar? And then I show, I show her another video of uh, when you did the Mad Max and I did Mad Max. She goes, again, that guy looks familiar. And then I did the friends with Joey when it says, I'm sorry. And it has my face on it. She's like, hey, he looks like you. I was like, all right, mom, I'm going to draw you a picture. Those are all me. She's like, no, it's not. So then I did a video with her and she's like, oh, my God, this is this is crazy. You know, I know I got a few people in that, man. And they're like, screw you. (laughs) But now they use it on me all the fucking time. Yeah, I saw some of the fucking videos. Like, was was it you that put that out, or when you were the dancing chick with your face on it, or was that someone yeah, else? I, I did that one, but but oh, but people have put me like on Herman Monster, Andre <laughs> the Giant. <laughs> God, that Tony is Soprano. too fucking. That's funny, but they, the, the the software is good, man. You look, you just, you look like you belong it, there, you know. Yeah, it's crazy how good they are with that shit. And people are like, "Oh, you're giving up your your face privacy," and you know they're gonna <laughs> oh use. God. I'm like, whatever, man. You know, it's not like no, they're gonna man. steal my bank account with my face. Yeah, you gotta get they, my fingerprints. They, they see us in everything anyway. We're you know, yeah. Pass well, by an ATM, our faces are in a. Well, because you you live in New York, so you you can attest to this. Is it as bad? Have you ever been to the UK, like England? Have you no, ever been that, there yet or not? No, 
Not yet. Okay. Hopefully soon. <laughs> in New York, is it true that they literally have surveillance cameras on every fucking city block? Like, like I've watched enough TV and movies to you know see like New York Command, where they're just yeah. like looking at everything. Do, is that a thing? Because because none of my insider so, cop but... buddies want to tell me about it. I don't think so, but the problem is, you know, storefronts have their own cameras, and you have ATMs everywhere, and then you have traffic cameras. Right. So I guess more than ever, there's coverage, like in most places. Like I could, I know for sure in my neighborhood, in my block, because I'm in the side street, there aren't that many. Right. Unless it's in front of somebody's personal property. Right, They'll like a prop, ring or something. They might have a prop. They might have a camera, but there's really no uh, surveillance here. Um, so I, I don't know about every freaking corner, but I, I would assume like Manhattan, you you probably would see more storefronts. But I yeah. wouldn't go to the point where it's it's like in the TV shows where you see. You know, they're following like a everyone. command center yeah, yeah they're yeah. following everyone's face <laughs> so i'm a kind of a paranoid about that and then i had a buddy of mine who actually took a trip up new york recently uh post covid and he's like bro when you land up J- J- jfk they get your information and then they want a phone number where you can be reached at in in the place that you're staying and you have to be there for like 14 days or some shit I was like, wait a minute, how do they know if you go out or not? Like, they don't, but it's like the honor system. You have to check in with this 800 yeah. number. Yep. I was like, that's some bullshit. And then his brother chimed in and goes, yeah, my brother's stupid. I told him how to get around that, but he didn't fucking listen. All you got to do is fly into New Jersey and you just drive across and no one knows anything. I'm like, serious? Oh, yeah, So because New Jersey doesn't have that, that shit that New York has. So you fly, in, you fly into Newark jump in a car and there you go no one knows that you're there you know yeah yeah wow leave leave when you want so just don't get pulled over by the man because if they see you have a florida license (laughs) then you're fucked yeah my my mom wanted to drive and then once they put the checkpoints over here in new york you know so you have checkpoints too yeah now we do yep oh wow so what do they do they do they do the same thing like the jfk where they uh, where are you coming from? What's here's the 800 number? Check in every whatever. I'm not sure, but I would assume that that's probably what they're gonna do. And then if you got out of town plates, they like, you know, they light you up. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, yep, g- give us all your info and where you're staying. My mom was like, minutes. oh, you know, maybe I could, maybe I could leave the phone somewhere. But I was like, why you want to jump through all those hoops? Yeah, just just don't come. You know, it's too Good. much trouble right now. Come, then you gotta- come go meet up at a state where you don't have all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she wants, you know, she wants to see my son before he leaves. But I'm like, he'll be where, back for Thanksgiving. So you, you can, we could either go there or come back or you can come here. Where, where's your son going to college? What school? Is he going out of state or in state? He's going to go to Massachusetts. He's going to Williams. So he, he's going to be a little over three hours away. But we can't even can't even help get up take his stuff upstairs we we got to drop him off and then they pick him up in a van and then they take him straight to a test center oh it's gonna be weird 
Yeah, it's gonna be really strict because it a, sounds a, sounds like the first day of boot camp where you get dropped off at the yellow footprints. Yep. <laughs> Kiss your ass goodbye, but, son. Yeah, but there's a surrounding town, so it's a very small town, Williamstown. So there, you know, there's risk if someone sick from out of town comes in. So. Right, right. So they're they're eliminating that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, what are your thoughts on on COVID? I mean, do you do you think it's uh, as bad as the media is portraying it or do you think it's a uh, government mind control shenanigans like well, what are your thoughts on that i mean i had an uncle pass after he got covid so i know there's uh it's out there legitimate yeah and then there's someone from the gaming community who got it and he recovered but he said he hasn't been the same like stuff is still bothering him right from his respiratory system right but he's overweight, so you're just like you're just a fat I, fuck. I, I believe, Lose weight. I, <laughs> but <laughs> Tough I really love. Like it. Yep. <laughs> but I believe if you have like, if you're high risk, then it's gonna leave more of an after effect. And then my coworker, his brother, got it, but he said ever since he recovered, right. he's got weird back pains, like where. So where, it's just. Know, myriad of other stuff yeah he said they really don't talk about that they only talk about if you get it quarantine he's like but when they don't talk about what happens after you get it (laughs) and then you recover that is absolutely insane like i was listening to all these other medical podcasts and they were talking about you know exercise be out in sunlight get your vitamin d boost you know Mm -hmm. eat healthy they don't talk about none of this shit in the news it's oh so many people died today from covid It's yep. like, man takes his own life with shotgun. Death classified as COVID. <laughs> that happened in Florida. The man died in a motorcycle accident. His oh, fucking shit. head was decapitated. You know what oh, they said? Fuck. Death by like COVID. COVID. It wow, was COVID. Dude. No, no. It was Holy the fucking eye beam that he slid under that took his head off that killed him. It wasn't Damn, COVID. That's fucking rough. And the reason why they say that is because the hospitals get like $5,000 a person that's diagnosed yeah, with COVID. They'll, they'll get, yeah, they'll get a little... Uh, little you know, little, little side bit. action. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really uh, rough in the beginning, man. Like, people didn't know, weren't properly trained in, in the respiratory, uh, in the respirators. And so, yeah. they didn't even know how to handle all that traffic. Like, my niece is a, is a nurse. and 18 hours straight, she, she'd go without a break because that. everyone was scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. People running in and it's really like pure insanity, especially down here, because we'd see like these portable little kiosk for hospitals and Central Park was made into an emergency hospital. <laughs> like Right. And then you had these trucks putting in bodies and it's all that on the it news. Was, it was like a movie, like straight out of a freaking the quarantine movie novel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, what's crazy so, in, in Florida. We have a. Uh, you know, like how in New York, or actually New Jersey, you have giant stadium, right? They made the actual parking lot a testing facility where people would just drive up. They stick that, you know, three-foot Q-tip up your nose into your brain cavity, swab it around, <laughs> and then you either go home and they call you with the results or you wait 20 minutes or whatever, and they tell you if you got it or not. So yeah. that was a thing also. But then I'm online looking at other countries that they're, you know, they're 
their higher hierarchy of power saying, yeah, so we got these test kits and we ran the test kit on a goat, on a tomato, on a doorknob <laughs> and on the wall. And we sent it in with like the demographics of an actual person. And they came back with and without COVID. No, so sure. how, how, like, all right, well, th- this is from Nigeria. This was in Nigeria this happened. So their governor or their their governing body was like, what the fuck is going on with this bullshit? We tried it on a goat and on a piece of plastic and the piece of plastic came back with COVID and the plastic was hermetically sealed. Like you're, Damn. you're lying to us, you know? Nope. So I'm sitting Holy here like, shit. Oh, that's not good. And then I have, unfortunately people... you don't know what to believe, man. Yeah. Cause there's so much money involved oh, in this. So much. It's the new, uh, uh, fucking climate climate scam like uh, when Al Gore put, pushed his uh, climate agenda you know yep. the only yep. one that made money was Al Gore because you know he was backing yeah, he, all the shit that he was pushing on everybody and then, and then you know you see all the funding the, the emergency funding and look at all the companies that got the bulk of that the, the PP millions of dollars and yeah, yeah hundreds of millions relief funds yeah and it, it's like come on you know like there's small businesses legitimately going out of business yeah and, and you're giving, giving money to Robert De Niro and his fucking exactly yeah <laughs> or, or Ruth Chris like oh here's yep. a bailout you know or, or yep. the Lakers what the yeah. fuck are you doing I don't know or, they just need better uh, oversight Kanye West and it's like really you know like these yeah. people couldn't sneeze you know a million dollars sneeze millions issue. And you're but, giving them. Meanwhile, the little noodle shop I used to like going to had to close down. So, yep. Go figure. Uh, I remember Ben Shapiro was talking about the, the the protection payment thing for payroll payroll protection, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, as long as you don't ask for 3.2 million or more, the government will give you the money. They won't even check." Holy shit! And really? he, he straight he straight up called them out. And he goes, "Yeah." And he was, I think he was on Rogan's podcast when he told him about that. Rogan's like, seriously? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Word. They're, they're going on the honor honor system that you're you're not lying and you're telling the truth. And he goes, what classifies a small business? And he goes, I'm glad you asked. And he's like, you know how Ben Shapiro is. He pulled out his stats and he was like, a small business is a thousand employees or less. And Rogan was like, a thousand? I'm thinking small business is like 25, 30 max. And you're telling me it's a thousand. He goes, yep. Thousand or less is small business. And you got companies, you know, claiming poverty and they got millions in the bank and they're just collecting free money. You know, it's like the people that lost their jobs and they had that government stipend of $800 extra on top of their unemployment, you know? So you got people that never made a thousand dollars a week making a thousand dollars a week to do nothing yep. you know why why am i going to go back to work when i could sit on my ass for like as long as i can yeah and, and collect that <laughs> money and i'm like and yeah. meanwhile i'm working two jobs trying to make sure i scrounge every penny and these assholes are on unemployment and they're making a thousand seventy five a week of course of course they're gonna say oh covid i, I fear for my life motherfucker i'm in a forward-facing job during the day and at night I'm working you know my fraud gig with a major major national bank here you know and I just I hate it because some of my friends who are bartenders and barbacks you know they're making four grand a month nothing doing nothing you know and the first thing they do hey man you want to check out this 100 inch TV I bought what 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, check it out. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, yeah, I wow. got a PS4, I got this, I got that. I'm, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm I'm trying to budget to buy groceries. You know, I'm like, all right, kids, it's top ramen for the next week until second paycheck yeah. clears. You know, an asshole oh, that man, I've known forever. Sense. He's clearing four grand a month. He's like, yeah, so you know, my my rent for my <laughs> one bedroom is like six hundred bucks. I don't have a car, you know, because I have a motorcycle. My insurance I paid for the year with that first check. I'm sitting here like you, mother. Nah, I know. I absolutely right right now. <laughs> I I gotta leave and go around people that actually are suffering because I can't I can't yep. be next to you right now. <laughs> you know, hey, is this something yep. I said? No, it's something you're doing, and I can't believe I'm associated with you right now. <laughs> yeah, but on the but, other hand, is the system that screwed up? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's broken. It's unfortunate. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's so. Good. Yeah. So I, I. Um, I just sent you a message because I gotta, I gotta break out. Hey, um, well, I, I appreciate the talk, and I would love to be on your cast. Yeah, man. When you're up oh, and running, and dude. Well, welcome to the Anchor family. Shout out to Anchor. <laughs> putting, putting us uh, together, and uh, we gotta do this again, yeah, man. I've you, had man. a lot of fun with you. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely invite you to to PGR. I already set up an account. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. It's great. And, uh, check yeah, out check I, out all the tools I, that they have to offer. Yeah, I, I set this up. I did the little promo you got to do in the beginning. Um, yeah, you know, they make you read out a script. And yeah, uh, let's see what happens with that. But yeah, this is hey, actually pretty cool. <laughs> enjoy the free money, man. It's out there. If uh, you get enough fans and enough base. Not only can you make money through your fans, but through uh, voiceover commercials. I've done a bunch of them, and I've cashed oh, really? out. Yeah, yeah. Through, they have, through Anchor? Yeah, through Anchor. Once you get enough uh, viewership, they like the, the commercials will start rolling in, and they'll be like, for every so many hundred views or so many thousand listens, you get X dollars. And all you're doing is reading a commercial that they give you in your voice or oh, voiceover. You know, whatever. Nice. It's, it's really neat. But here's the thing: when before you go, if you do, if you turn on sponsorship, right? That means people pay to listen or can contribute money to your thing. Yeah. You are not allowed to play music because it has a music feature where you can play music intros from other songs onto your thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I heard. Have, I heard some of yours with, with music in the back. Yeah, well, that's that's their music. Those are intros and outros. That's fine. But I'm talking like actual songs through Spotify and whatever. Like, so it's like you like Rage Against the Machine, and you want to have that as the intro to your podcast. If you have fan base turn on where they give you money, you can't do that. Oh, okay, okay. But if it's off, you can't. So what I'm what I'm doing is I'm gonna have it off, and I'm just gonna have my music and build my fan base up, and then eventually turn it back on. Because this oh, is just cool, man. something that I like to do and talk to interesting people like yourself. And I appreciate your time that you uh, have given us. And uh, do you want to plug anything before you go? Any of your websites? Or uh, I, I know you have a, a art page for your photos. And I, I think I'm going to pick some up from you because I missed the, the New York City skyline. Oh, Especially that brick that, photo. Yeah. Give, give, you, give, the artist, give the artist its due. What, what do you want to plug before you go? Well, um, I, I I do have a Smug Mug account, so that's where you can see my my photography. 
Yeah, what's and the address? What's what's the thing? So that way we can we can plug it for you. To say it's, it. It's uh, smugmug.com, and I'll tell you the rest after I log in because I never remember it by name. <laughs> no one ever but, does. It's all right. It's That's the um, not doing it for the money. <laughs> not yet, anyway. I know, man. I, you know, it's it's weird because I, I have sold a few, but um, I feel weird selling. You know, like your art. Thankfully, there've been there've been people that um have been supportive on on Facebook, and they've bought my a few of my prints, and it feels weird, but you know, they're like, no, we wanna we wanna buy your stuff. So me. it's um, yeah. it's a uh, HTTP. S, you know, uh, yep, smugmug.com. No, it's actually Jose Betancourt. Smugmug.com. There you go, folks. Jose Betancourt. Smugmug.com. So that's J E and then Betancourt. Spell out your last name, boss. B E T A N C O U R T at smugmug.com. All right, guys. Well, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh yeah, I'm, appreciate I'm gonna check it, out your stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. And good luck yeah. with, with the podcast. I enjoy the that I, I start I listened to like three of them. So <laughs> the ones yeah, with the, the hour plus or more, those are the funnier ones. Like uh Mr. Brandon <laughs> Fox. He lives in the he's an art novelist and uh Oh wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, it, you know it's, it's hilarious because I've known this kid better part of twenty five years through a through a mutual friend, and then he's like, "Yeah, I write stories." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And he's like, "He sends me actual books in the mail." I'm like, "Holy fuck, you're a published author!" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm working on wow. books right now." It's like, "Wait, you got comic books?" And it's all in <laughs> it's all in my thing. So all you gotta do is just look for it. You'll laugh awesome. your ass I'll off. Check that out. And um. It's uh, Brandon Scott Fox. If you Google his comic book, it's called 99 Problems. It's free. It's online. Check it out. Support the, uh, the local artists and their works. Um, Mr. Bencourt, I appreciate your time and thank you for uh, being on the show. It's been my pleasure, brother. All right, man. Thank well, you. don't don't be a stranger. And whenever you're up and running on your end, hit me up and we'll do we'll do a cast together. I definitely will, man. All right. Thank you so much, sir. This is Gamers with Controllers. Your host, Michael, punching out. See you later, buddy. Later.